Hello everyone and welcome back to the Hoot Chronicles. I'm Lauren and that's Carla. Hi yo. We will be sharing our thoughts and perceptions on the materials we've read for this episode. And just to be clear, as we are every week, we will not be reading the book on the podcast. We will discuss our impressions of the book or the article we read and potentially some quotes or sections if relevant. Our book for this month is called Behaviour Analysis for Effective Teaching by Julie S. Vargas. Carla, it's up to you. Yes, give me the wheel. Let's do it. So, title of the book. Um, just This book has a pretty straightforward and small title. So, just like Lauren said, the title is Behaviour Analysis for Effective Teaching by Julie S. Vargas. Because lots of these books have like a secondary title. She just went, nope, this is the title. Done. So, a bit about the author. Julie Vargas has a very extensive CV and life experience. You can go on her website for more details, but here are some highlights. So she has a PhD in educational research. She's a former teacher. She's the author of many behavioral and uh, sorry behavior analysis books, and she's the current chair of board of directors of the B.F. Skinner Foundation. Which, if you don't know, B.F. Skinner considered basically the father of verbal behavior and behavior analysis. Um, even though there's other people that did it as well, but like he's considered one of the big names. Yeah, he's the head honcho, hey? Yeah. (laughs) And a small fact for those of you who don't know, but this lady, Julie Vargas, she's one of Skinner's daughters. I didn't know that. You did? What do you mean? Really? Maybe I did and I've just forgotten and now I've re-remembered. Potentially, because she married a behavior analysis who's Dr. Vargas as well, I think. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's how they met, through the dad. Probably. Matchmaking. B.F. Skinner, the matchmaker. (laughs) (laughs) That could be his new claim to fame. Oh my god, like, we're besmirching the name. Anyway, um, so what's the topic? Uh, This book combines behavior analysis and teaching and is written by this amazing lady who has both perspectives so as a former practicing teacher and a behavior analyst she guides you through procedures and how to apply them in the classroom who's it for so this book i feel like anyone can read it even when harder jargon appears there's a a side note explaining the term in question and i do think that this is a book that is very appropriate for teachers and behavior analysts. And I'm really grateful that my university lectures at Belfast did include the book in our coursework because I really like this book. So a brief summary of contents. Right, so this book covers a lot. It is divided into four parts and within each part there are two to three, no sorry, two to four chapters. So each chapter begins with a brief overview of what will be discussed, as well as what you will be able to do by the end of the chapter, the so-called objectives. And throughout the chapter, Vargas uses real-life exper- like sorry, real-life examples, situations she has experienced, explanations. She also has some visual support and jargon explanation, like I mentioned before. And at the end of the chapter, there are short quizzes, which are called concept checks, along with the answers. So these are really good to help you understand which sections you understood and which sections... Oh, I can't say this word. And which sections you did not. And as per Lauren's pet peeve, of course, I write in the book because this is an instruction manual for me. 
It's sacrilege, uh, people. It's, it is <laughs> sacrilege. <laughs> oh, what a purist. What a prude. I am. Sorry. Well, it's... I do... I write it with mechanical pencils. Mm, so I can erase it. That's okay. And my it. other thing is when people bend the pages, they fold the pages No, 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 no. That is not okay. That is criminal. That is illegal. And that should be illegal. That's a whole different crime. Not okay. Not okay. (laughs) Poor book. No, that's too too far. Um, If I enjoyed the book. So, this book. Does it have organization? Check. Does it have clear explanations? Check. Does it have examples and practical exercises? Check, check. So, of course, I loved it. And I sometimes use it when I want to explain a concept that needs a different perspective or a different manner of doing it. So, a different way of explaining it, let's say. And I highly recommend this book. Uh, I've even recommended it to teachers. and not sure if anyone will listen to me. But, oh well. I, I've, I, I think this book is amazing in combining both worlds because I always thought education and behavior analysis should go hand in hand and it is a battle. Laura and I know what the battle is trying to merge these two worlds because it's it's difficult. Yeah, no, I'm with you completely. It's it's um I don't even know how to describe how frustrating it is. It's just Yeah. I just think it's really sad because you know, we really work in education. We can prove through ABA and, you know, VB that we can improve yeah. teaching. And we are more than willing to listen to teachers give us tips about how to improve our teaching. So I don't understand why we can't work together. I feel like if we work together, we'll be so much stronger. Um, and this this book sounds like it does that perfect um, marriage of look it, you are strong here and we're strong here let's use both of our strengths to make it even better I know what it is like I am reading this other book <clears throat> that I think you know it's called uh, the um, witches nurses and midwives mm-hmm. you know by two American ladies but it was written in the 70s so some of the views are a bit extreme in my opinion but oh well uh, but essentially it's about the witch hunt and the inquisition and it's I think it's all about power it's like when there's a group yeah. that has found a way to retain a power they do not want to let it go mm. so whenever something attacks it they just go for it like I think in America there's a big thing with charter schools so charter schools are more about functional skills and they don't you know they don't get so um, hung up on for example I think they start teaching how to read around when kids are seven yeah because I think I think some like is it Norway or something there's some schools in the north of Europe that do that same system and kids are very intelligent there and they do really well yeah and I think in America when and this is me just reading articles and news, like, anyone who thinks we're wrong, feel free to correct us. But, like, charter schools get really attacked, and they do so here as well, uh, because they say, oh, kids can't do this, they can't do that. Like, they're just focusing on a kid can't sit for hours mm. listening to this, and these schools are more like, actually, let's teach them how to be functional. Because, yeah. uh, you know, what's wrong with learning how to read at seven? Like, you're not missing it. You know what I feel like? I feel like it's what people think what looks good. It's not what actually is yeah, good. Yeah, It's yeah. what looks like someone's listening or attending. They don't care if they yeah. actually are, but sitting still and you yeah. know, staring at your teacher is what looks like attending and listening. No. So, yeah, I don't know. And you know what? Like, I think in Finland, they've cut the day in half. I think they're only the kids are only at school for like three hours a day. 
Because really, they, that's amazing. Yeah, they're, sh- they're actually proving that it doesn't matter how long you are. It's you know how, how yeah the the duration of the day you can fit it in into so many hours and you can be more productive. Yeah. And they're encouraging children to spend more time outside and more time yeah. learning um, through physical education. I don't only mean sports. I mean like being in the woods and being at the lake and all that kind of thing. Exactly. And so, like life yeah. skills. Like yeah. how many people do we know that? can't cook like people our age can't cook mm. can't make a cv can't change a tire yeah and those are skills that you know we haven't been taught like, exactly so, well that's we what we do at our center that. you know we we teach the kids yeah. we, we do cooking once a week we did gym today like we're talking you know we're oh. teaching bodies to be smart as well as you know yeah. um learning how to cook and bake and work with each other you know teamwork is really important so yeah, yeah, so I think there's agreed. merit in all those things. Yeah. So where to get this book? So online platforms. Google Play does sell the ebook for forty one nineteen, so pounds. No audiobook. And I just gotta say, I am getting closer and closer to start contacting the authors and asking them if they would consider hiring me hiring me to read their books and turn them into an audiobook yeah. maybe with my accent maybe with my accent they'll say no because my accent is like it's a very weird mix of different things um but like move in come to come over to the 21st century come on guys i know i just feel like they'd access so many more audience the, the audience would just exponentially grow because yeah, of that. yeah like someone like me is living in africa right now who cannot get books delivered like if i could get it online I'd have all these yeah. books, you know, but I can't. Yeah. They're not making it more difficult for me. Maybe that's something we need to consider, getting yeah. you um audible book kind of membership. We can do it through the the comp- the service account, oh. <laughs> the work account. Potentially, yeah. we could. We can look into that. So the physical book, I don't have it by order from small to higher price, so sorry. So Amazon, 48, 31 pounds. Blackwell the same forty eight thirty one W H Smith fifty six ninety nine Jeepers Jeepers oh, eBay sh- twenty twenty one ninety two bless eBay yeah eBay World of Books doesn't have a copy Book Depository fifty six oh six Jesus go away A Books the second hand bookshop eighteen fifty one which is the most reasonable one mm-hmm. uh. For less than than twenty pounds, I mean. Sh- so this book, it's honestly, if you're working with children or if you're teaching anyone in any shape, form, manner, like this book is really good. There's a there's a part like I oh, to be honest, there's a I'm going through like, sorry, this is really like not well set up, but I think I know where the page is because it's she discusses how. You, when people are teaching, it just becomes like a le- they're just talking at the students. It's yeah. not a, you know, it's not learning. It's just learn. It's 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 learning how to be a listener. It's not learning how to, you know, think and. Mm. Oh. I well, just, this is the, you oh. know we've spoken about education for ages and you mm. know how, you know, I don't know if it, was I talking to you about it. I think it was last time we spoke. It was about mm. the fact that. You know, school teaches you, I think it was the last time we recorded, school teaches you to be a listener or to absorb information. 
And when you, if, if you're lucky enough to go to university and if you're lucky enough to do the right course at university, it teaches you to argue your point. So the arts are great yeah. for that because you have to write essays arguing a point. But if you aren't given that opportunity, it's really difficult to to argue your point and justify without getting annoyed or without being righteous, you know. It's using your evidence to back up your argument, which you learn at university. But unfortunately, they don't think that's appropriate to learn in school. <laughs> um, oh, I found a page. Go yeah, on, then. I found it. So on page four, she said, Most people think of teaching as presenting information. All but one of these future teachers lectured the entire five minutes. Teaching, they evidently thought, was presenting information. Mm. In fact, you can define teaching without referring to content at all. If one person's actions affect what another person does or can do, teaching has occurred. You can define teaching as designing circumstances that change the way other individuals feel and behave. So... Yeah. You know, like, she, she's like, this is at the beginning of the book. I remember reading this, and, and this on the, um, yeah, it's on part one. Mm. And this is, like, literally, I read this, I was like, I love her. Yeah. I, like, I literally fell in love with her when I read this. She makes a really strong point, so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, she does. Go get the book, guys. I think it's yeah. really powerful, especially if you work in education, and you have passion mm-hmm. for ABA, you know, the, the two of them, as you said, just stated previously, it, they work beautifully together. We wish that we'd become teachers <laughs> at some point because people would actually listen to us more, I think. Um, yeah. You know, with ABA as well as teaching, it would be a very powerful combination. So, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And we really hope you've enjoyed our episode of The Hoot Chronicles. We'll be back in November, now on the third Monday of the month. Remember, look out for that episode. And please rate, like, and subscribe to us. Um, on Instagram, we are at ABA underscore owls. On iTunes or Podbean, or you can just Google us. Search for Chirping with ABA Owls. That's the podcast. Um, and then, of course, on Facebook, you can just search for ABA Owls and find us. If you have any questions or queries, please email us on aba.owls.uk at gmail.com. And, of course, thank you for listening. And goodbye. Thank you. Bye.